This is Coach Chris Holtman. You're listening to Drive the Lane Podcast. Welcome back. Drive the Lane Podcast after a full week of Ohio State sports. We have returned from Columbus to give you maybe our best episode yet. You know, we interview the current Ohio State men's basketball coach and Joey's former coach, Chris Holtman, which is pretty damn cool. You know, we'll talk a little bit about the uh, basketball games from this week. We'll talk about the Penn State game, Chase Young's return, and you'll get to hear Coach Holtman, which is really, really, really cool. Of course, sponsored by High Street Tees, the best shirts there are. We were wearing our High Street Tees shirts on game day, which... Might be why they haven't lost this year. They're undefeated when we wear the shirts. But High Street Tees, check out their website, highstreettees.com slash DTL. And use promo code DTL15 for 15% off all of your orders. I mean, they've just got the coolest shirts out there. You know, Mama's Paps and Brew, RIP, uh, Mean Mr. Mustards, everything. They got everything. It's a perfect holiday gift for your friends, for your family, for your loved ones. Joey, what do you think about High Street Tees? I love High Street Tees. That's all I got to say right there. I mean, I love them. Joey's wearing the shirt right now. You know, they designed and created this shirt for us. We love it. But I don't think there's much else to say about High Street Tees that we haven't already said. Visit the website, highstreettees.com slash DTL. Promo code DTL15. Interview with Chris Holtman. Breaking down some games. Buckle up. Drive the lane. All right. Welcome back to the Drive the Lane podcast. Here we are after quite the eventful weekend in Columbus, as we mentioned before. Uh, we interviewed some pretty awesome people coming up in the next weeks. We also got to see the best team in the country play live in both sports, football, ooh, football ooh, and basketball. Ooh. Friday night, we saw the Buckeyes take on the uh, Mastodons from P- uh, – now PFW, Purdue-Fort Wayne. I'm no longer IPFW. Really? Uh, yeah. And uh, and then we obviously went to the Penn State-Ohio State game. So I think the question everybody still wants to know the answer to, who loses first, Ohio State basketball, Ohio State football? What if Ohio State, goes, Ohio State football goes undefeated and wins the national championship? Then the answer would have to be Ohio State basketball. Unless but then Ohio there's not loses first. But that would be that they would lose first. Okay, well, I'm, I mean, Ohio right. State basketball has like eight games before the end of the, so the chances of them losing are higher. But neither's going to lose at all this year. So then what? I think both teams are going to go undefeated with the yeah. national championship. <laughs> I think so too. It's so. tough to lose when you got Chase Young back there. The answer is Michigan football team. That's who's going to lose first. Oh, it is. It is. Oh, I said. I said. Yeah. yeah. Whoops. My it's bad. Exigen. Yeah, it is game it's, week. It is game week. It's pretty exciting. No more M's. Nancy Lane is out there in my house, crossing off every M and every book that we have in the house. It's a fun time. It's like a holiday. So Chase Young dominated per usual. Kind of re-cemented his name in that Heisman race. People were like, "Oh, he's not going to be able to win it after missing two games," and then boom, all of a sudden he has back to back, or not back to back. Boom, all of a sudden he has a million sacks yeah. and makes Penn State offense look like nothing. I think. It's clear that he um, cemented is a good word. He cemented himself as the best player, most dominant player in the country. And the Heisman Trophy doesn't go to that player, so um, you know it's he's probably not going to win the Heisman. But that doesn't mean he's not incredible and the most dominant player on either side of the ball. So 
Um, that's pretty cool. He, I also sat next to his mom during the game. Really? Yeah. So I sat next to his mom during the game, uh, which was which was very funny. I sat down. I'm sitting next to Andrew Dockich and and the rest of the guys from the basketball program. And uh, I was like, I leaned over and was like, Doc, hey, uh, that's Chase Young's mom. There's there's no way she's gonna be on TV at all. So so we're not gonna be on TV. <laughs> which I mean, I guess we weren't, or else I would have gotten texts. But like literally, like every time he got a sack, I'm sure like they showed her with her pom poms cheering and like mm-hmm. I was right there, but. We need to talk to some people and find out if you were on TV. I don't know. It probably wasn't, or else, like, my mom would have said something. Have you ever been on TV before? <laughs> yeah, a handful of times. <laughs> um, yeah, that game, it got a little stressful in the second half. Stressful is more like, like, come on. It was annoying. That's, that's like, the best way to describe it. It got kind of annoying in the second half with the turnovers and with Penn State's quarterback, backup quarterback, running all over the place. I, yeah, it was just, like, I left at halftime. Like, you can call me a bad fan or whatever, but, like, I had seen this story a number of times where um, the weather's about to be shitty and the Bucks are up 14 and they're getting the ball um, at the start of the second half. I saw the writing on the wall that uh, we were going to – I thought we were just going to pull away and uh, it was going to be pouring and we'd win like 35 to, to 10 or something and like people who were there were going to be like, oh, it was a fun game. But then the people who were at home were like, yeah, it was a fun game. And, it, and I was warm. Yeah, so we, I wanted to be one of those guys. We also needed to leave because we had to interview another future guest that we're not going to reveal. That's true, even though we didn't end up needing to be right at home at that time. Right. We, thought, ended we, up, we <laughs> thought we were going to, but that's a little that's a little spoiler. We're not going to spoil it for you guys. Uh, you know, this is, of course, on the Letterman Row network, as you can see right here. Uh, we got to hang out with some of the Letterman Row guys this weekend, which was fun. This yeah. was a this was a, a weekend that we had to be in Columbus. Yeah, it was it was really cool. Um, I was on the field before the game, not to brag. Um, and uh, I saw Spencer and Austin from Letterman Row, which was very fun. Be like, hey, what's up, colleagues? Like, how you doing? Shout out Letterman Row. It was a blast. Um, I yeah, actually, we got to see Will today, who uh, we gave him our videos for yeah. the next couple episodes. Yes, which yes, we did that. Um, but. <laughs> The coolest part about the pregame being on the field this time was it was the first time that I had seen the opposing team run out. I mean, you see it from afar, but it was the first time that I saw the opposing team, Penn State, like their pep talk and stuff before everything went down and yada, yada, yada. Like, it was super, super cool. And they were doing the whole uh, We Ready thing from the LeBron James movie. And I was like, wow, like they might actually win this game. Like, I looked at Doc, I was like, Doc, like, they might actually win this game. You see what they're saying. Like, mm-hmm. You see they're they're in they're synchronized singing. But yeah, and then and then we can't. Yeah, no. Friday night we went to the basketball game, like you mentioned, against PFW. Shout out to Danny Hummer for hitting that three. That was a big splash. Um, love that guy. He deserves it because he works really hard and he hadn't made a shot outside of the lane yet in his <laughs> career. Um, so you can't I blame would, him for driving the lane though. Yeah, but he wasn't. Yeah, but no. I, Sure, that's hilarious. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, and Harrison Hookfin got in there at the end. They were up by they were up by a ton. Harry had a nice move. They called a travel. Probably was a travel, but I told him after the game, I was like, "Dude, no way that was a travel. They're they're <laughs> they're out to get you, man." So, um, but yeah, it was uh, very 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 fun to be in person for that game. The Kent uh, State game is tonight, right? Kent State game is tonight. If we're recording this on Sunday night, but you'll you guys are listening to this on Monday. The Kent State game is tonight. In St. John Arena, which was, um, which I mentioned is one of the best atmospheres in college basketball, um, according to me, the, um, you know, the expert, the professional. And did you get to play when? Yeah, they had the St. John's yeah, game when last we play, year. We played St. John last year. We played in St. John last year um, against Cleveland State, and Jake Lorbach um, is it was the grad assistant for them. 
and uh, we were beating the brains off of them. I played the last five minutes. Um, I hit a three. I uh, had two assists, two steals. Um, that was a uh, a very very fun game. One of the, my favorite games of my career because um, then the next day we um, got we had tickets to the Michigan game and we all the whole team um, was on the field together and sat together and they won that game obviously too and we stormed the field. So that that two day stretch was. Um, one of my favorite stretches in my college career for sure. That was St. John is unrivaled atmosphere. Hopefully most of you guys listening to this are getting a chance to, to, to go to that game and see it live. What do you think is the uh, a key to victory for tomorrow's game? Um, I would say the key to victory is playing our game because uh, we're way, way better. We, we're more talented. Um, Kent State's are really actually probably the best mid-major team that we've played so far. I mean, like, they're not Stenson, so – um, no we had one, a lot of fun. No with one is Stetson. Stetson. Yeah, um, no one is Stetson. But um, they they're undefeated, and any um, anyone will tell you that's played at Ohio State or has been on staff at Ohio State. They'll they'll tell you that it's a different kind of preparation for a team coming to Ohio State to play Ohio State when they're from Ohio, um, because like for Kent State, for Wright State, for OU, whoever's coming in, that's their Super Bowl. Um, the coaches are saying the same thing in every. Um, pre-game speech, they're saying, you know, those are the those are the guys that didn't recruit you. They didn't want you. Like, go beat their ass, you know. So, um, it'll be a tough game. Um, St. John atmosphere is so so cool. It'll be really really fun. But I mean, the keys to the game is, I don't know, do what we've been doing the last four games. I mean, it seems to be working. Yeah, I think before we get to our interview with Coach Holtman, we need to talk about the game this week. Exeter versus Ohio State. You're und- you were undefeated as a student, correct? Yeah, I'm undefeated. I feel like I'm undefeated as a Yeah, a when's person. the last – I think they lost like seven years ago was the last uh-huh. time, and it's like 14 of the last 13. Yeah, I mean, like were, I literally don't remember them losing. What ever. were some of your favorite parts about beating Michigan? As like, – Like basketball? Like, no, like, fo- like that time of year atmosphere-wise. Um, It's really cool when you go to class like that Monday and like the week of the game and – all the M's are crossed off, which they're crossed off like a lot of the year, but it's really cool because like people are like, yeah, and, like no M is not crossed off, and you're like, yeah, right. Like, but you go to class and they every M is crossed off, like it's in, it's insane. And the whole there's not a lot of things that the whole school gets behind because it's a gigantic school. But Ohio State against Michigan, every single person is is rooting for rooting for that game, and um, it's a blast. Like there's stuff leading up to it. There's stuff on campus going on. People are in town that are never in town. And then obviously the game, when you if you get to go to it, um, is insane. The atmosphere is just different. I mean, it, we set a record every single year um, when it's a home game, you know, for 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 people in the um, in the in attendance. So uh, have you ever been to? No, because it's impossible to leave. I haven't. I once the school year starts, like I don't leave. Uh-huh. So um, I haven't been to the big house for a game even if before I got to college. Um, I might actually be going this year. I'm gonna try to. Um, so in a couple but, of days. In a week, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try. I don't think it's really possible, but um, that would be really, really, really fun if I could do that. Um, but I also kind of want to just watch on my couch. So mm. we'll see. I'm also pretty darn nervous because Michigan's kind of peaking at the right time, but I like that because they have all the confidence in the world, and then we just – Wow, that's them. funny. As as we're talking about it, there's a commercial for the game on TV right now. Yeah, it's like we watch sports. It's crazy. That's crazy. We do watch a lot of um, sports. But, yeah, I'm – I'm more nervous for this game than I was for Penn State, especially because it's on the road. But I'm not a football expert. I just know that we're more talented, better team, better coach. So usually that adds up to a win. 
A couple of things that Ohio State has that Michigan does not. Chase Young, Justin Fields, J.K. Dobbins, K.J. Hill, Chris Olave. Those are just a couple things that Ohio State has. I will Michigan. say that Shea Patterson's playing just about as well as any quarterback mm-hmm. in the country right now. So, um, but uh, I mean, they, and they have great wide receivers too. They, their offense is playing really, really well. But luckily, we have a really, really good defense, and I have a feeling our defense is going to do better against their offense than their defense is going to do against our offense. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I, it's going to be fun. My, you don't want to be watching the game with Nancy Lane because uh, she will be She'll a nervous wreck all week. Like, it'll be insane. I don't even want to be here. I'm, I haven't been home since we got back to Columbus. Like, I'm afraid for her to talk to me about the Penn State game and then uh, talk about the Michigan game because, like, it's a joke. We could talk about basketball and football all day. I think we should hear from the expert when it comes to basketball, though. The, yeah. the super expert, Coach Holtman. Yeah, absolutely. The handsome devil that he is. <laughs> Yeah, Zolan's kind of obsessed with uh, Coach Holman's looks. It's a little, a little weird. Well, but he puts a lot of effort into his looks, and I felt that I could show that it. Is I that noticed. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, this interview was so fun just because we were in the basketball offices. Um, obviously, when I come back, I make it a point to go see those guys um, and have conversations and update them what's going on with me and hear about what's going on with them and their families and stuff. Um, but it was. Really, really cool to be in that conference room. There's all our national championship Big Ten trophies are all in the conference room as where we're recording. And, um, you know, Holtman, it's the day before a game when we interviewed him, and he's, you know, prepping all day for the game and to take, you know, 40 minutes out to, to talk with us. It was it was really awesome, and he shared some some really cool stories. One thing that I didn't get to say during it was we asked him um, about some common themes um, that he as a coach might say or do some some Holtman isms is I think what we prefer mm-hmm. it as. Um, I'm not going to tell you what we said um, during it, but one thing I left out was he is the king of the phrase right now. Um, you can ask anyone on the team or around the program. He will say things like, "All right, fellas, you come off the ball screen right now. You're going to dribble right now into the lane, kick it out right now, and then right now we'll finish the drill." And we all sit there like, "Did you hear that?" He said right now four times the same sentence, but he doesn't know he's saying it. Um, so he'll be like, "All right." All right, right now, here's what you got to do right now. That's a classic Holtman sentence. And so classic that my teammates, we all had the idea to pitch in and buy him like four different colored T-shirts that said right now. And we just didn't do it. So um, High Street Tees, get on that and make some right now T-shirts <laughs> to, uh, to send to Holtman because that was the one thing that I, that I missed beyond the fact that I never asked him if, um, you know, we went through a lot of scoring droughts, if I could have changed that if he played me more last year. But he knows the answer then. That doesn't need to be discussed. Well, we so. can just text him and ask him that, too. I can text him. Right. You don't have his number. Well, we, like, we'd sit together. Yeah, you'd look over my shoulder. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's get to Coach Holtman. All right, we now welcome on to the Drive Lane Podcast an extremely special guest, my former head coach, the current head coach of the Ohio State Buckeyes, Coach Holtman. Coach, how we doing? What's up, my man? Great to be with you guys. Great to be with you guys. Um, absolutely. It's great to be with you as well. We are going to get into our time together in the, in the two years that we had. But first, we have to talk about uh, the current state of the Ohio State basketball program, which we all agree is, is in a pretty good state right now. What are your feelings so far this year about the squad? You know, uh, we, we've got, as you know, Joey, uh, as well as anybody, uh, and what a special two years we had together. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, as, as you know, we got, we got a young group. Uh, but we've we've uh, the youngest group we've had here. Uh, but 
we've got some veteran leadership uh, and and really good players that are that are older and have grown, kind of led by Caleb. Um, so, you know, it's uh, it's a I'm looking forward to working with this group. When you have young young teams, you never kind of know what to expect from from day to day. But um, our our leadership has really really helped our us to get off to a good start. Yeah, you touched on the leadership. Obviously, uh, we're a we're a big point guard podcast. Obviously, me being a guard, and we're excited about this team because we have some guards that Ohio State really hasn't seen in a long time. No disrespect to myself or anyone, but um, I'm a huge CJ Walker guy. Obviously, you know that. Um, me being with him, um, and Zoldan um, is a big DJ Carton guy. So I like DJ, DJ and CJ. Yeah, it's we yeah. love that combo. You want to talk a little about the, about the guard play so far this yeah, year? Yeah, it's it's a really. Um I think it's it adds a dynamic ability to our backcourt, uh, and obviously when you play those guys together, it 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 really says something. Uh, I think it it just it changes the pace of the game overall and allows us to play a little bit faster, allows us to get paint touches. I think they uh, do a good job playing off of each other, um, but uh, yeah, the, the the speed of of DJ. And then CJ's maturity, it just, it, you know, when you've played three years of college basketball, including a redshirt year and played in big games, played in a great conference, um, it's it's a real advantage. We, we This group uh, needed that, need, needs needs his overall maturity. Uh, but both of them have been great. And, uh, you know, they've had some ups and downs like they're going to have. But uh, it's it's exciting. And uh, and obviously, Dwayne and Luther have also added to uh, our guard play. People tell me, it, it, you know, to start the season, well, coach, I think your your team will go as far as your your guards in terms of. I think everybody knows the consistency we're going to get from some other positions, and there may be questions they're wondering about that. And I understand why they ask me that, but uh, I'm excited about that that group's growth. Absolutely, I always uh, say to Joey, you know like a guy like Dwayne who maybe isn't going to carry the scoring load that he would on another team. I say he would be, if it was the NBA, one of the hottest trade <laughs> names out there because teams would just be, because they can see like if he was on like a, like a Cincinnati or a team that doesn't have as balanced scoring, he could go out there and give you 25 or 30 in any given night. Yeah. I, I think the, the big thing for Dwayne has, has been, uh, and Luther has been, can they, take their freshman year, what they learned from their freshman year, and then grow and understand how to be a more efficient player. And, you know, good players, good offensive players are efficient offensive players. And that's true at every level, high school, NBA, college. You know, inefficient players don't really – they don't last very long. And and I think for him and for Luther, that's, that's the step towards being consistently efficient. He's also going to he, – he's always going to be – uh, a hungry score that's kind of who he is and and uh but he, he's got to he's got to continue to be an efficient player he's got off to a good start uh, on that end and so has luther but uh you know it it that'll that'll be telling how we can be in that area when you talk about efficient the f- the first and only player that comes to mind is kyle young that's exactly yeah. what i was gonna <laughs> yeah. say and when you talk, i was gonna say it the same way too. And, when you t- and when you talk about a guy who is totally grown year after year I mean he's the perfect example of that obviously Kyle when he came to campus was like my younger brother I was showing around everywhere um so it's super special for me to see how how awesome his growth has been 
how how great of a guy has he been for this team so far? Yeah, KY's been great, man. He's been um, he he's been great as as you guys know. He he's one of the few guys, and you guys know this. You know, everybody in today's most people in today's game, point, you know, guards, bigs, they don't know really how to operate if the ball's not in their hands. And uh, you know, it's like they they get the shakes if the ball's not in their hands. <laughs> and uh, and for him. Uh, he 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 plays off of other guys. He doesn't need the ball in his hands. He's really unselfish. He cares, only, you know, first and foremost about Ohio State winning. You need guys on your program like that. Um, now he also he also understands his uh, who he is as a player, which is a a real strength. He's a he's a terrific athlete, as as you guys know. Um, but but understanding who you are as a player goes a long way towards being a good player, and it's not to say that you know you can't do some some other things. But uh, he understands what his strengths are and stays away from his weaknesses. Yeah, and his strengths are are doing are, are pretty good right now. He's, yeah. yeah, shooting eighty percent. And that's uh, incredible. yeah, and and you know I'm, uh, he should be able to keep that up the whole season. I'm sure eighty yeah, percent. That's when, not too yeah, hard of a bar when they're dunks and, yeah. and layups. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and and he's. I'm just I'm happy even when he misses that you know trail three which is part of the yeah. transition offense yeah like it's it's important to kind of maybe even if he misses it get that on film just because yeah. like you know other teams look they say like he can he will shoot it and he yeah. can make it yeah it's a nice little step to see because we know he struggled you know just outside of the lane basically even though we know he can do it he has he has at times but you know he, that's improved in the off season uh he also understands that like our team doesn't we don't necessarily need another three-point shooter but uh he's got the freedom to shoot him if he's open and his, his touch from the free throw lines really improved and uh, i think that's due to his you know him just staying after it and really working at it yeah it was a lot of mental stuff with him i mean because we would shoot free throws after practice together every almost every single day and He's making nine out of ten, ten out of ten, almost every time, and then he gets out there, and it's just like it's a different ball game. Yeah. So yeah. he is when you talk about maturity, efficiency, like I feel like he's the definition. I'm he's, obviously super happy for him. Yeah, he's great. He's yeah. been great. His leadership's been really good. Mm-hmm. He's kind of moved a little bit now as a junior into a leadership role. You know what that's like because uh, that was a responsibility for you, uh, Joey, and and he's he's moved into that and done done a really good job with it. And he's healthy. We might as well. Yes. Uh, no, that's huge. We might as well round out the starters. Let's talk about the uh, the skinnier Wesson, Caleb. <laughs> uh, what has he meant to the team so far this season? He's been great. He's been great. I think uh, you know he's he's looks good. He's played well. He's moving well. Uh, I think he continues to, you know. W- when you're a guy uh, like he was last year, where really if our offense, uh, if he was being double teamed and triple teamed, we had, we had struggle scoring. Right. And I think this year he's got to learn and is learning, okay, I've got to, I've got to realize these other potential weapons out here. Uh, continue to l- utilize them. We as coaches have to do that. Uh, but he looks great. He's moving really well, rebounding at a really high level. You know, I said a week ago, uh, I think he's playing as well as I've ever seen him. Um, I thought, that we, you know, last game he got a little bit sloppy with the ball, and I, I talked to him about that. But, you know, I, I love I love coaching him. I love coaching both Westons. Just they're great kids. Yeah. He's got Absolutely. such an, a high arc on his shot. I, I've been saying this all year. It's kind of I'm like getting kind of embarrassed. When his three 
goes in. It's the most beautiful thing in sports. <laughs> it just it just drops right in. Like I remember there was a video last year on Ohio State's Twitter where he like backed someone down, turned fade away and yeah. shot it, and it like literally just yeah. perfectly slow dropped slow motion. Slow motion. Like, and I'm a I'm a Mizzou fan, and yeah. I was like, wow. That's something Jeremiah Tillman cannot do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a good player. Yeah. Yeah, Tillman's a good player. Yeah, he's got great touch. I mean, great touch. And C- Caleb's also a guy that he knows he's not a high flyer and, you know, a pogo stick. But he understands, you know, and we understand that part of his strength is his touch from behind, behind the three-point line. He's got to take good ones. He took seven the other day. I would probably say one or two were uh, weren't the best, but but five of them were, and we want him to take those. Yeah, and that basically rounds out you know the current Buckeye State, and now we can get into the important stuff, which has been the past two years. Where you know, <laughs> well, I have something really important to ask. Okay, first. that's fine. So I don't know if you've seen the Twitter trend that's been going around, where like people will post a picture of someone that's not that person and say, like, I'm going to tell my kids that this is blank. Like, for example, for you, they'd post a picture of you, like, I'm going to tell my kids this is Brad Pitt. You know, but not, <laughs> obviously you're not. So so we posted – I posted a picture of Andre with the bloody red eye from before the Stetson oh, game, yeah. which yeah. congratulations on pulling that one out. Nail-biter. <laughs> um, yeah. I posted that picture of Andre, and I said, I'm going to tell my kids that this is – the Terminator, <laughs> and and like his mom liked it and stuff, so I was very yeah. proud with that. Yeah, with that Twitter moment. Yeah, did did Andre? Did you, have you heard back from him on that at all? No. Does he? You know, Andre's not on. Yeah, yeah. He, I love it. I love, very few guys <laughs> in today's on social media, yes, are not on social media. But but Dre is. He's like Kate a little bit. He's no. He's nowhere to be found on uh-huh. social media. I, I've not seen that. I kind of go off social media once the once the season starts anyway. Uh, but Smart. I haven't seen that. But um, but but it's good to know it's a trend now. Cause, cause <laughs> when cool, the season so. ends, you can follow me at Andrew Zolden <laughs> okay, and good. at Drive the Lane Pod. Those are <clears throat> our two I'm accounts. Him, so yeah, I, I will need to follow you yeah, to complete definitely. it here. Um, you're a professional uh, transitioner because you said Kata, so it's perfect. Now let's talk about <laughs> the other teams. Perfect. We should talk about Kata and JT because yeah. they were probably the most important guys in your transition into coaching here. Are what you it, purposely leaving out Dockage there? Yeah, because he doesn't. Yeah, he's yeah he's irrelevant <laughs> until like in like three minutes. Then he'll be relevant. But right. yeah, obviously including Dockage too and Cam. But yep. those two guys. What's it like to have two seniors like that when you come in to a new role? Yeah, it was great. I mean, I, I you know as you reflect back, um, I, and I've said this in the, a number of times. I said it in, in the middle of the year that that we were really blessed to have. Um, we, we were not deep, as you know, Joey. Um, and uh, I, I think the year before, the disappointment of the year before of, of probably uh, the injury with Kata and just that last year or two where, where the team didn't quite gel, I think that led to uh, kind of the expectations for, for that group being – uh, kind of tempered just because it, it the group hadn't performed very well uh, but th- that group we had great chemistry as you know that group had great chemistry and um, we had three guys that had averaged uh, double figures uh, between Cam uh, and JT and Kata and I felt like we had two all-conference players um, in those two guys. And that, you know, even though JT had never been all-conference and neither had Kate, I thought they 
had that potential in him. And then you had uh, Andre coming in uh, to his own, C.J. Jackson, uh, Caleb as a freshman. So we had some things, and we ju- it just took us a while to re- kind of gel and realize that. Uh, but it was a, it was an unbelievable group to coach. I, I I've said that uh, you know a lot of favorite guys to coach, uh, but that group was that group was special for for them to accept us, you know, for you guys to accept us like you did. New coaching staff uh, meant a lot, and it was really led by honestly. We all know JT was the heart and soul of yeah, that group. Absolutely, uh, he just was, and I think people realize how good of a player he is. He's he's an even better person. Yeah, I I think it's safe to say that, you know, especially with Kata and JT, Kata thought it was his last year. He didn't know for sure, and yeah. JT knew it was his last year. They, you know, when you guys come in and share your intentions, and whether it was culture or basketball or academics or anything, yep. and it's all in our best interest, it's easy for us to buy in. And that's yep. why we were so successful because we bought in from – very, very early, I would yeah. say, at least from our perspective. You did. You did. And the real test for us, as you remember, Joey, was coming off of Portland and and losing uh, a couple games out in the PK-80 and one of them, one of them in crushing fashion uh, against against our my former school, uh, and then coming back, we got beat by Clemson. Um, that it, was the turning point, I think. The it, Clemson. Game. Yeah, I think it was because I think at that point it was like, you know, coaches will always tell you, you don't know what you have with the team until you go through a rough rough stretch. Totally. Until you lose and until you go through a rough stretch, you don't know what. Like I can even say that about this group. Until we go through some hard things, we don't really know what we have. Uh, as a group because it, it defines your your character but man that was an unbelievable uh, and then we went on a tear after that yeah and uh, you mentioned that about about Kata I think we all realized about midseason uh, through that he was probably going to go to yeah. the NBA but he tried to keep it a little bit of a secret and he called me I, uh, right after the season got up. Gonzaga beat us. We fly back home. You remember that? Um, Can't forget that. Unfortunately, yeah, that was a, that was a tough one. Uh, um, tough game. We were up late, but uh, fly back home. Gonzaga beats us in, in the round of thirty-two, and uh, uh, it had been such a crazy fifteen-month stretch for us that our family went away uh, for for three or four days just. Uh, uh, to get some sunshine and get away. And Kata called me like the next day <laughs> and his conversation was, he basically started the call like coach. I've been doing a lot of thinking, and uh, <laughs> you know, really processing. It was a really difficult to say, I'm a Kata. Whoa, stop, whoa. Stop. <laughs> yeah. don't, don't lie to me. <laughs> That's right. This is not difficult for you or for us. <laughs> yeah. I remember when Kata was deciding, I was like, Kata, before you announce, like, I'm going to announce that I'm coming back just so people aren't as sad, okay? And he was like, you know what? That's kind of perfect. Yeah. And then when we went to his press conference and he saw there were three chairs up there, they had the media guys tweeting out like, well, it's it's only Kata and his parents. So uh, it's safe to say that Joey is definitely coming (laughs) back. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. When you made that transition from Butler to Ohio State and you got here, how hard was it for you to kind of – or what did you do when it was like, all right, I only have a little bit of time to get these guys – 
ready for the year? Like, did you teach him a full complex system? Did you try to go with the basics and then? It was just defense. I'll answer. For it. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I'm just curious because you got the, you got the you got the younger guys like Caleb who you know you want him to learn your full system right yeah. away and have it for his career. But then you got guys like Kata who you got to get him ready to go yeah. as soon as possible. Well, fortunately. Not only are Kata, JT, those they're they're talented guys, really talented guys, but really smart guys, mm-hmm. and uh, and tremendous team guys. And the, the, I mean, all they wanted to do, all that group wanted to do, was win. Absolutely, like all that group, they they were just tired of the narrative being that they didn't play hard and didn't compete and weren't together. And you know, I've talked so much about. Uh, the admiration and respect that that I've had for Thad Thad's teams in his tenure here. I mean, nobody nobody's done it better. You could argue no one's done it better in the Big Ten. Like I, I listened, I look at some of these records, some of the, some of the coaches. I mean, you could argue no one has done it better in the 2000s than Thad. Uh, but obviously, that that group that last year or two um, struggled in terms of playing hard and playing together. They were so hungry to play together. So we just tried to keep it really simple early to answer your question and really talk about as much as anything how we wanted to play and and not necessarily dive into as much of of the x and o's that was we felt like that would be something we'd get into later yeah i all i remember were two things from that year you kept saying, let's just make sure we do today well, which I'm stir- sure is still a theme. <laughs> yeah. And we even had lockers that said do today well instead <laughs> yeah. of when we had extra space. And then you said, we're going to play, we're going to be the tougher, more together team. That's, yeah. that was the two mantras from my junior year, that would, which was Kata and JT's year. Um, just because that is the foundation of everything that's great with the program now. And that's the easiest way is if we are the tougher, more together team, we're talented so we will win a lot of games that way. Yeah. I, it's interesting what players remember and what they don't. And, and I think they don't remember a lot of your specific X and O's where you got to trail the screen. And, but they do remember the, the, the constant themes that you're trying to impart on a day-to-day basis. And, and it's interesting to hear you say that because that was really what we were trying to, to hammer. How much do you pay attention to, like, Joe Lenardi's bracketology and stuff like that in the middle which, of the season. Which year? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like a year in a year like this, are you paying attention and seeing how high you get put, or are you, you know what, we're we want to make the tournament this year. I don't care what yeah, Joe good, Lenardi good says. Good question. Yeah, good good question. I don't I don't listen to uh, uh I don't look at national rankings or certainly don't dive into Lenardi stuff um at all. Unless, and Joey knows this, (laughs) because last year, you know, we were on the bubble from dang near, like, you know, they they like putting you in (laughs) December, you know, they start putting you on the bubble. And and then we went through that difficult stretch where come uh, late February, he and I, you know, he would look at it every day. Yeah. uh, Because he, he, as a senior leading his team he he didn't want to go out as as a senior who didn't help lead his team to an NCAA tournament like it was really important to him and uh, so he would look at every day I would check it you know probably late February I would check it maybe once a week and that's about it yeah we we had conversations because obviously your relationship with a guy like me who's not going out there and you know contributing is probably not the right word but contributing on the court day in and day out um, we had different conversations and in February we had one where we sat down for like 15 minutes after practice. You said, look, like, here's what I'm hearing. Like, by no means are we safe, 
but all we have to do is win one out of these last, like, three games. Like, it was before the Northwestern game. And, you know, we had a real candid conversation because, like you said, like, that was something that was, I mean, obviously I was a team-first guy, but going to the tournament my senior year, that's like, you know, there's no alternative. So we, to, to kind of answer Zolden's question, you know, we had those conversations where, you know, maybe you're not saying that to, to Caleb, but to me it's like you know that nothing in my mindset is going to change based on that conversation except for prepare the team better and harder and whatever mm-hmm. so that it, it makes it happen. So if anyone says that they don't look at that stuff, like they're probably lying, right? They, they are. Yeah, when, when coaches get – when it gets down to it, yeah, the coaches are – they're checking it every now and then. Or what I did, honestly, as it got really close, we're talking about a, a week or two into it, um, we would have our I, – I would have our staff guy, Robbie Rucky and Kyle Davis and other guys who would compare our resumes to other bubble teams uh, just to try to get a general feeling. <laughs> My stomach just, think, just thinking yeah. about that time. <laughs> that was – and that, that's when it gets down to crunch time when you're kind of looking at it. No one likes to be in that position. I've been in it twice. Um, we felt like we were in on, uh, you know, the, the final Sunday, but we, we were not certain. I have another question for you. What if you didn't think we were in? You you saw the the bubbles, you know, you saw how we compared to Arizona State and you're like, shit, like like I if I was selecting unbiasedly, I wouldn't pick us. If Can you the, swear on this podcast? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. If uh if um You're not allowed to, but we yeah, can. you can we can <laughs> if, And you do freely, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um you should have heard Gio last night. But um <laughs> if a media member Ask you, they say, Coach Coach Holman, what do you think about your resume? Do you have a statement to make to the NCAA? Would you still say, you know, like I think we've done enough? And Th- those those fall on deaf ears. They really do. I, I think you're the committees. You know, at that point, the committees set. They they've got their. Yeah. There's no politicking that's going to change anything. Uh, I, I don't believe so. Um, so. I think you let your resume stand on on its own, and you prepare your team for the alternative, which is. A quick turnaround yeah. uh, uh, to the NIT, which which you know you need to be ready to play for. It's obviously good teams in that as well. Yeah, I just remember sitting in the you know the basketball locker room with some of the managers because they were there. This was my my sophomore year because um, they had to cut up all the film for the NIT when we got in. Just like the managers do now, when we make the NCAA tournament. You got to cut up four different teams because you don't know who you're going to play in the first and next round. They got to be prepared. And when we didn't make it. It was like, holy cow, like, you know, that feeling is you because you're saying, you know, you got to have your team prepared for everything, but you're not going to prepare them to to not be playing anymore. Right. So we had been practicing like. Well, you didn't make the NIT. No, we didn't make the NIT my sophomore year. And we had been practicing unbelievably hard to prepare for that. And also because they were pissed at us because we kind of stunk at the end of the year. Yeah. And then to not make it like not only was that crushing, it was like we did all that for nothing. So you. When you, when you say you prepare the team, like it's very fair, but there are scenarios that you can't even prepare them for. Yeah, which no is doubt. just uh, the NCAA basketball, the tournaments, just that's just crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, speaking of preparation, like how do you? Maybe it's a tournament game, or maybe it's a regular season game. How do you keep your guys prepared for, like a no offense, like a team like Stetson, who you should yeah. he- heavily yeah. defeat? 
How do you keep? <laughs> yeah. How do you keep your it's guys focused in practice, or how like going into the game, like especially when you have like a game at like a St. John game coming up, they they could look forward to. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, I think in in a really good team that we're playing here in the right. St. John game, so I think our guys understand kind of the differences. Differences. No offense to Stetson, but difference between Kent State and, and Stetson. <laughs> Poor Stetson. Yeah, yeah. I, I think more than anything, like you can't get bored with getting better. Um, uh, coach, old coach Fran Fraschilla, who's in who's in media now, l- used to say that all the time. You can't get bored with getting better. That's the that's the challenge in those moments. Try to consistently play the way you want to play. But but I get it. Coaches look at every game as a really big deal. Every practice is a really big deal. Players don't. They they don't. They 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 circle some games uh, more than others. They uh, practice, uh, you know. It, but you have to get to the point to where you kind of embrace the idea of getting better. It's it's hard. Uh, it's against human nature. Uh, there's in life there are things we enjoy more than others and look forward to and anticipate more than others that can't distract you from from uh, getting better. Mm-hmm. So now, the best part of the interview. You talk about the reason why I'm saying this. You talk about circling certain games. Me, Joey Lane, is circling different games than Caleb Wesson is. And that's because Stetson game would have been my Super Bowl. I would have played 10 minutes in that game. Yes. So we got to talk. At least. We got to talk a little bit about you and me back in the last two years. Are there any, and I have some, are there any Joey Lane stories between us that, that stick out to you? I want to know about the first the first meeting. Oh, yeah. Do you remember FaceTiming me when I was in Washington, D.C.? Because I didn't know any of this was going to happen. I had just had surgery. I do. I do. I just remember getting the job. And I can't remember who told me, but it it was probably three or four people said, "Hey, there's this walk on," <laughs> and but he's different than your traditional walk on. Like he's 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 really kind of involved and a part of things, and you know he. He doesn't look at himself as a walk-on, and uh, he sees himself as a really important part of the team. Like, so I said, "Well, I got to get to know this guy. <laughs> I got to get to know this guy. Like, it, you know, he's he's not going to be my last call." Um, so I, I just remember hearing that and saying, "You know what? Uh, I got to get to know Joey because I've heard some some really good things." And um, yeah, I'm sure they were awesome, awesome things. But <laughs> no, they were. One thing that I remember because. I was texting Kyle Davis like 24-7. I was like, do you have any idea what you're hearing? Like, what's Kyle's status? Because Kyle didn't have a job either. But he obviously is super, super important to Ohio State. Like, not even just the basketball program. So he was somewhat of a no-brainer to keep around. Yeah. But I remember Kyle made a 126-page laminated booklet about Ohio State and the program. He did. And I saw my page. He sent it to me. And it was awesome teammate, like – but cannot, will not, and cannot contribute on the court. That's that's <laughs> what the two lines were. Don't ever like, let him forget that. And I was like, Kyle, I was like, you can't say that when we only have five guys coming back. Like, what if I actually have to play? Yeah, that's well, right. I cannot well, and will not. <laughs> well, I remember. I remember. I always kind of give Joey shit for this. It was the Minnesota game when you put him in in the first half. Yeah. And I think after the game. You were asked, "Do you see Joey Lane <laughs> as a defensive asset moving forward?" And you said, "Nope." <laughs> I remember that. I remember I like saw that on Twitter, and I was like, "Oh man!" I'm like, "He got in the first half. He just gets that yeah. disrespect." <laughs> well, honesty is one of our core values. Okay? So, so uh, that is not a strength of of Joey's. No. But uh, yeah, I forgot about that. We we did play you. Uh, and played you in, I played in the Illinois. First three Big Ten games. Yeah, 
Yeah. It was insane. You did. Uncharted Waters. Yeah, you played, uh, that's right, you played uh, at home, Illinois first half. Yeah, because Dwayne threw a behind-the-back pass, and they triple teamed him. And then, you're, right. and then I'm sitting there, and you're like, Joey, get him. And yeah, I'm like, that's right. now? Like, yeah. right now? <laughs> that is right. Yeah, that is right. He he came out quickly after that. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, you know it, that, that was fun because, you know, I, I tell you, sometimes as coaches, we overestimate the uh or underestimate the value of having a guy in your lineup that just just wants to win he's got no other agenda but winning and and you know when joey went in late in games he had a different agenda than winning (laughs) that was he was going to snap a few off and score points get buckets but those games in the big 10 games when we played him like all he wanted to do was win he was going to he was going to do everything he could to help us win. And uh, we tried, we tried like crazy to get him. We needed to beat Wisconsin last year at home to get to the NCAA tournament on senior day. We tried like crazy to draw up a tee up for him. And I'll tell you, that thing almost went in. Oh, it, it was been a, great a perfect moment. play. I, I was watching that game and I looked at my friends. I was like, I think Joey's still in. <laughs> like, they need to win this game and Joey's still in. I'm like, yeah. what are they doing? Yeah. But then, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was, that was. There's no such thing as a fun loss, but the moment was pretty cool because, you know, I've talked to you about this hundred times. All I wanted to do was leave with no what ifs. Yeah, I wanted to prove that you know I could play. Yep. And that game, you know, like I played for like four minutes the first war. I had a wide open shot. Yeah. I didn't turn the ball over. I made. Yep. You know the right play, and on defense, like our my assignment was. You know, to trap Hap if I had to, and that's yep. not easy to do. Yep. And I'm guarding Demetri Trice, who's a great player. Yep. And it was four nothing, and yep. and we were losing, and it wasn't my fault that we were losing. So, <laughs> yeah. so I could, I could leave knowing, yeah. you know, I had done everything I could. You know, obviously, you know, it doesn't matter how good of a basketball player you are. There are always going to be guys that are better than you. Yeah. So, yep. um, like Dockets. Well, yeah. Yeah. Wait, that, that's the, the main agenda of this podcast is just to prove a point that, which me, Dockets, Jake Dealer, and Kyle Davis have talked about for a long time. Who's a better offensive player, me or Dockets? Ooh, wow. And you don't have to, you can say whatever. I am not offended. I need the truth. You, you are. Honesty is one of the. Honesty is one of the core values. Core values. Honesty is one of our core values. That's a good reminder. Thank you for that. <laughs> you are the better shooter. Dockich is the better, com- more complete offensive player. Okay. So w- what does that mean? Just so I can work on it in- <laughs> for the future. <laughs> oh, you want to work on your offensive yeah, game overall? I need, yeah, I need, to, I need to, at the, some point, the, the, jump the, him. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. And it probably wouldn't take a whole lot of work, to be honest with you. Because um, that shows you how close it is. Not, that's right. Not how it's good it's closer yeah. than Dockage thinks. Yeah, it's closer you. than Dockage. You know that kid, I'd say, man, that kid, you, you know it. You guys hit it off, like, really from day one. Mm-hmm. Um, but that kid helped us win so many games his senior year. Absolutely. Just because, you know, he was able to get in the lane and have these really awkward finishes around the basket that no one expected, one-foot plays incredibly bright player and then to be honest with you where he was hard to take out of the lineup you talk about his offensive game and it it was not always not always pretty (laughs) he was an incredibly instinctual defensive player 
And I think that he's bigger than, you know, a little bigger than you. Yeah, no, we don't talk about defense. We, I know he's got me <laughs> yeah. in defense. We don't, you answered you know. the defensive question People after tried. the Minnesota game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. People tried to attack him all the time. They couldn't. He just, he's he was really guarding tough. the best guys some night. Yeah, he I really mean, was. Yeah. He, he guarded Herder yeah, from Maryland. That's his, that's his claim to fame. Yeah. <laughs> you remember that? Well, and then my claim to fame is when we played Purdue and you're like, we're going to play the hardest playing guys in the second half, which, which meant we're going to – we're going to make a statement and play Joey to start the second half. And yeah, you had, started, yeah, and you had me on Klein, and he didn't score. So, so that's my claim to fame. Yeah. Ooh, that was a rough one. I always wondered that. <laughs> yeah, like we don't, said, we, I didn't said, really want to mention that. But. <laughs> you said Dwayne threw the behind-the-back pass, and you had Joey go get him. Do you ever like use players who don't really play as a form of in-game discipline to sure. the guy that you sub out? It's Absolutely. literally the perfect example. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, yeah it's a perfect example. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Did you choose Joey over someone else that was on the bench as like a more of a – F you like it, it, it's 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 not as much as is that as it's is it say listen if we're gonna play dumb or selfish then I'll, I'll I'll roll with a guy that I know doesn't have an you know isn't playing dumb or selfish and a lot of that is it's youth it's it's youth that comes up in those situations um, uh, that that's usually where you're trying to address it and listen I've started walk-ons before I've started walk-ons in the second half I've I've always throughout my career and our career as a staff we've played guys that we just feel like are, are, are ready based on practice sometimes it's send a message sometimes it's just they've earned the right to play a little bit yeah I have you I don't know if you've seen it I'm sure you keep up with Xavier um, they've started to walk on like more than half their games this year just because, and I'm friends with one of the guys on the staff there, he said, you know, he plays hard, he can make open shots, and he's the smartest guy they've ever coached. Yeah. And so he earned the right to, mm-hmm. when other guys aren't doing what they're supposed to do, it was not a, to send a message, it was, I mean, it was a combination, but, yep. you know, it's at some point you earn a, a right to to, to be out there. Yeah, and, and all, all, all walk-ons are, are different in some capacity. You know, some are more capable than others, but my first year at Butler – uh, we had a converted walk-on as a starting point guard. He was he was tremendous. Alex Barlow is now with I mean, the Boston Celtics. I mean, that's so. my hero, obviously. He's, him and Kraft, those are those are my two guys. Yeah, I mean, they phenomenal, like just phenomenal player. I I think we're gonna wrap it up pretty soon. Want to offer you the opportunity if there's anything you want to talk about, anything you want to any, get out any there. Any questions you have for us? No, <laughs> no, it's it's good to know. Um, you know, it's it's I'm I'm excited to, to to listen to this and follow you guys here throughout the year and appreciate you guys uh uh being attentive to our group. Um how's it working with this guy every day? It's good. I like I like working with him. You know, I come I come home from a hard day of work and get to see my, my work wife. So, <laughs> so it's good. And before we let you go, you said you don't really pay attention to rankings and stuff like that. You're ranked number ten in the country right now. <laughs> so congratulations to a thank you being off to a very very impressive hot start to the season. Yeah, you know, you know how that is. I mean, so much of that is uh, is is early rankings compiled with some early scores. Um, so it matters later in the season. It doesn't really matter early in the season. Um, and I've said that and believe that. I think if you get to the end of the year and your body of work through 25 games says you're a top 10, 15 uh, team in the country. That's really, that's pretty substantive. That's uh, it's, that's good stuff. Uh, before we let you go, I have my last question. We got to talk about Danny Hummer, yeah, obviously, because we've talked off the air about how you know we needed Danny to get his first bucket, and he yeah. did um, a couple nights ago. I need some more. It, uh, either chin or ear for 
for Hummer at the end of games. Get him some easy looks. It's a good call. It's a good call for Danny. Danny won't mind putting up a few more sh- uh, <laughs> shots, and he'll appreciate you advocating on his behalf to shoot more. Um, Can you believe how much he's game. chucking it up? Also, it's pretty. I mean, you expect it from me, but from him, did yeah, you yeah. No, that? he's he's he showed me something here lately. He's proven something. Our end of game efficiency has suffered a little bit uh, in blowouts with without having you out there. I mean, um, it's hard to replace Kada in, in the real games. It's hard to replace <laughs> replace me in the last four minutes of games. Yeah, but he's he's shown an aggressiveness. I've I've been pleased with that. He and he and uh, uh, Harry's been you know he's been Harrison's been great. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's he's done a good job for us. He's yeah. done a really good yeah. job. Him and Harry, they, it's good. They, I'm glad they're following my lead and and shooting it. Cause, yes, because you never know when you're going to be out there. Again. <laughs> that's right. You got, yeah. you got to chuck them up. That's can right. We, that's right. Can we wrap it up with your best coachism? Like, I'm, I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. Like one of the, like something that <laughs> Do I have maybe one, one of your go tos. Uh, that's funny. You, you, the thing that we made fun of you for a lot was you would say, "Fellas, fellas." What are we doing, fellas? That's what you. That's what you would always say. Yeah. A lot I of do, fellas. I do have that edit. Uh, uh, you know, after you know, when we're going through post game edits and putting clips together, um, W A. What are we doing here? Like, what are we, and, and sometimes it's what the hell are we doing here? Okay. Yeah, that's um, that's, that's the best. Yeah, one, th- I think. Th- that comes up a lot, but I'm sure I'm you know you know how coaches. I'm sure we get we get made fun of all the time by these uh-huh. guys, but uh, yeah, that's that's one for sure. Well, keep doing what you're doing because it's working. Yeah, yeah absolutely, coach. Thank thanks you, for coach. coming on. This is a blast. Guys. Thank you. Absolutely. Great being absolutely. with you. All right, told you the guys that was going to be amazing. It absolutely was. Not only did he give us tons of more time than we um, asked, I mean asked for, than we anticipated, um, but the content was amazing. I mean, he's an awesome, awesome guy with some great stories and, and a smart, smart basketball guy. It was really cool to kind of for me to, to strictly ask him stuff as a coach slash me being a former player and not, you know, be a part of the team straight on while it was going on. I mean, he answered everything honestly as a as any coach would and stuff, just just the same way a lot of coaches' answers, but they were good coaches' answers. Yeah, that was my first time meeting him, obviously. <laughs> and he does the – all coaches do the same thing and all, like, recruiters do the same thing. They shake your hand, look you directly in the eye, say nice to meet you, no matter who you are. So cool. Yeah, he probably was like, God, I – Oh, you, you just nice feel this guy. you just feel so you just feel so like welcomed by coaches and people who are recruiters and we even met some of your other assistant coaches who were so nice too. yeah well that's honestly that's just not everywhere like, mm-hmm. that's why Ohio State is so special the old staff it was the same way everyone um, involved was a super nice person who like went out of their way to be nice which not all coaches are like that a lot of coaches are fake honestly but that's not how it is at Ohio State but when I when we talked to Holtman like the juices started flowing and all the memories started coming back to me. So I think it's fair that we talk about maybe the five best games that I was a part of with Coach Holtman, so my junior and senior year. I wonder how many of these five games that you're going to talk about I bet on. I almost said to him today. I'm glad you did it. I almost said today, you know, I bet on, but I didn't. I didn't say it to him. Um, that's good that you didn't. Um, no particular order. Um, first one, NCAA tournament game against South Dakota State. Um we were leading for the majority of the game, but it was a really weird game because they had Mike Dom, who was unbelievable. But we had Kata, who was great in that game also. We had three guys score 20 points in that game. Mm-hmm. And we only won by – we ended up winning by like 10. Who was it? JT? No. 
Cam. Cam, Kata, and CJ. Caleb, and CJ. Wow. Yeah. I had no um, idea what I'm talking Caleb about. Caleb didn't even play at all that game, so it shows how much you know mm-hmm. about everything that was going on. Um, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was uh, – that game was a lot of fun to be a part of. My first NCAA basketball tournament game. Um, obviously, it was Holtman's first win as, an, as a Buckeye in the tournament. Uh, Cam Williams hit a huge shot um, when they were when they were creeping back four point play um, that kind of blew the doors off and, and got us to that win and stuff and uh, we've been through a lot that group and to get a tournament win together was super super awesome so that's number one but in in no particular order um, I'm gonna stick to wins because that makes sense mm-hmm. um, no particular order there we go last time I'll say it next one um, my junior year first game of the season at Cincinnati uh, they were opening up an arena and uh the atmosphere was incredible the game stunk but when you're a part of a game that stinks it feels so so good when you win it uh because like i i mean it's just like it's weird to it's weird it's like just so gratifying like you you win a rock fight it's like winning a boxing match like you fought so hard and it doesn't look pretty and then you win and it just makes you feel a little better a little bit better than if you you know had the game the whole time and like you know Thirty minutes to go, you're still up. You're up by forty. Like it's never in question. Like those games where you are fighting for every point and fighting for every stop, it's like a super satisfying feeling to win those games. Um, similar to the Cincinnati game this year, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, did you bet on that game? I did bet on the Cincinnati game. I did not bet on the game you were just talking about, though. Oh, okay. Well, the game I was just talking about was the Cincinnati game, just a different one. But so okay. last year's Cincinnati game? Yeah. Why would I be talking about this year's Cincinnati game? You said similar to the Cincinnati game, yeah. which you were referring to this year's Cincinnati game, though, when you said similar to the Cincinnati yeah, anyway, game. anyway. I've been um, on both of those Cincinnati games, probably. Okay. Um, next game would be, this is probably number one, but like I said, it's in no particular order. At Purdue, when Kata hit the game-winning shot, um, we were down 14 with like seven minutes left. I mean, that was insane. Yeah. Dockage airballed a three from the top of the key in the first half. It was like, you know, we had no, even though that was normal, we had no business you know, winning that game, it seemed like uh, like Carson Edwards was incredible. I mean, Ryan Klein was great. Harms was great. Haas had 17 points in the first half. I mean, like, it was just, it was insane. So that, and that, talk about environments. I mean, the environment in that game was, um, you know, just ridiculous. Uh, but I've, we've talked about that game before. That I mean, just so awesome. Um, and then be, that was, like, the only game winner I was really a part of. And, well, there's a couple, but that was the best game winner um, of my four years. I'm going to group together three games because it's against the same team, Indiana. We beat them at their place my junior, senior year, and then we beat them in the Big Ten tournament, um, the Big Ten tournament game that put us in the, the NCAA mm-hmm. tournament. So that game was, I mean, just so – it felt like we won the championship. It felt like we won the national championship when we won that game. It was so, so awesome. We were up by a 20 in that game, and then they came back uh, and, and almost tied it. And then we ended up making some clutch free throws down the stretch. Dwayne had a huge dunk at the end. Um, to kind of put us up seven with like a minute left, and we could breathe a little bit. Um, were you other, like, were you like, all right, we're in? Were you very confident? Yeah, yeah. Or I, you, were there I, still some dominoes that need to no, fall? In no, your no. Mind? I was super, super confident, but until you're in, you were so, so nervous. Which we obviously, you guys heard us talking to Coach Holtman about. Like you, until you see your name on the screen, it's like there's all the what if scenarios running in your head. But then the other two Indiana games, just to say that quickly. Um, we CJ Jackson had a big three in both those games. One, it was to tie. One, it was to to take the lead. Um, one obviously the one to take the lead won us the game in the final seconds, and then Andre Wesson had a huge dunk in the other game to win us the game. Um, so 
playing in that. It's uh, it all comes back to the environment. You know, the environment of the Big Ten, the NCAA tournament, Purdue, um, Cincinnati. Like the environment really sets it aside. But then the home game that I'm gonna say is when we beat Michigan State when they were the number one team in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Cato was unbelievable in that game. Um, Dockage was unbelievable in that game. Cam Williams. I mean, obviously everyone had a good Caleb was. I mean, we outplayed them in every single position. You know, it was Miles uh, Bridges against Kata, two NBA guys. Kata had the better of him. It was Nick Ward versus Caleb, two Central Ohio guys that, you know, probably are going to be professional basketball players in the NBA or somewhere else. Caleb got the better of that. Um, you know, Dockage against Cassius Winston. <laughs> it was more like it was more like Dockage against Tum Tum. Mm-hmm. And Dockage made one shot and Tum Tum made zero. So, and then, but like, I mean, CJ was great. I mean, like, it was just, Cam was awesome. Like I said before, that game, the storming the court after, I mean, Jack Hoiberg, Connor George, they, they can eat that. So, um, and McQuaid and Kyle Lawrence and all those dudes, like, it was just uh, really, really, really fun to win that game. So, you're pro storming the court and storming the field. Oh, my God. In basketball, storm the court whenever. Oh, my God. Let the kids have some fun. If storming the court means more people are going to come to the games, like, mm. then great. And for football, I, it's weird because you got to jump out of the stands and down typically. Um, at least for Ohio State, you have to, like, climb over stuff just to get on the field. But I was actually talking to one of the um, police officers, the guy who actually es- escorts Ryan Day, and he was like, yeah, we're we're predicting a, a field storming for this game uh, if they win, uh, but we're not going to stop them. We're just going to make sure everyone's safe. And that's the greatest way to approach it. Obviously, everyone's got to be safe. Like, they guard the goalposts so no one tears them down and stuff. But why – why not let the kids storm the court and make the, and have them create a great memory about you know Ohio State basketball or Ohio State football? I mean, and the 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 players want it as long as you're not punching us or whatever. Like mm-hmm. we love it as an opposing player. It's kind of really really cool. Also, we got stormed on at Penn State when they beat us my junior year. We were the eighth team in the country. They stormed the court, and after the game, Holtman was like, "Fellas, you know, like I know it hurts, but like." proves that we are doing something pretty special here if they're storming the court. So that's just one way to look at it for mm-hmm. both sides. So, yeah, I'm pro-storming the court. What do you think? I, I, I like it. As coming from a school like Mizzou. Have you stormed the court before or stormed the field? I've stormed the field in an Ohio State game. I've never stormed okay. the field at a Mizzou game. <laughs> I stormed the field at a Ohio State-Wisconsin football game when Braxton Miller had the Hail Mary when that was that's like Ohio State's so last awesome. bad game. Yeah, yeah that's... Uh, or bad year. Yeah, but that was an awesome game. But... Do you but. think do you think Ohio State will have a top five matchup with Michigan State this year where it's two top five teams playing against each Interesting. other? Interesting. I'd have to look at the schedule. Like if Ohio State beats North Carolina, they'll be in the top five. Mm-hmm. So And then they also have Kentucky. So right, but it's but it, so but then if they're already in the top five and they beat North Carolina and they lose to Kentucky, they won't drop like eight spots. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? So it just depends on when we play Michigan State. Because we might play there my freshman year we played Michigan State twice and they were both in March which is like obviously that's the end of the Big Ten season yeah. so that'll be then you don't know where you're going to be you yeah. know so if they're playing them within the month then it's super super possible unless Michigan State loses because mm-hmm. um, but yeah I think uh, ooh, who will have a who will have a top five matchup first Ohio State football or basketball what's North Carolina right now they're like eighth but Kentucky Kentucky's like ninth so like but the North Carolina games first right it's in like a week, right? Um, they won't be in the top five in a week. I don't think. I Neither think one of them. Do you think? I don't think Minnesota. Minnesota's not going to be the top five. They beat no. uh, Wisconsin. So, so what's so, so it's going to be basketball? No, I think it's going to be football because they'll be in the playoff. Yeah, but that's not till January. No, that's the 
The first game's not January. Is the first really? game's like January. Oh, okay, so fourth I, or fifth or something. I don't know. They're neither one's going to lose, and they're not going to have a top five matchup. All right. Yeah, neither's <laughs> losing. Possible. Neither's losing, and they're both going to have top five matchups very soon. Oh, or yeah, wait, yeah, that's yeah. perfect. Yeah, neither they're both going to have to, and they're going to win. So yeah. Well, this concludes the Holtman episode. Yeah. The Holtman Chronicles. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, of course, we're part of Letterman Row Network. Of course. Go to highstreetees.com slash DTL, promo code DTL15 for 50% off your purchase. And we have some pretty amazing guests lined up. So if you're interested in advertising with us or want an ad during our podcast, maybe before the interview, maybe after the interview, maybe right now before the episode ends, um, if you're interested in that, um, contact us at, you know the email, not me. It's drivelane23 at gmail.com. Drivelane23 gmail.com or DM... One of us or the or the account the on account Twitter, or on the Twitter. Account on Instagram. We'll p- we'll probably post about this during the week too. We'll post yeah. like an advertising. Yeah, because um, Holtman's awesome and it gets better. So yeah, it's Holtman's the worst of our next three guests. And that's not true. <laughs> They're all like in a different level than what we've had before. And one's Holt- one's a very very Holt- tall Holt- level. Holt- yeah, yeah. Because our next, uh, uh, if you're listening this long into the episode, we always give you guys hints at who our next guest is, and the next guest is a tall. massive human being. Ginormous. So take take that for whatever it's worth, and um, you guys can uh, go ahead and just buckle up and uh, drive that lane. Buckle so. up and drive the lane. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time.